1: Jeff Cads News Radio WRVA. It is Tuesday afternoon, and man, we have dropped temperature-wise. Was it yesterday, like 60, 65, and today, it's it's chilly. It's 45. I know, but it feels chilly. Uh, my friend Yale Levine Sheldon is going to be with us just about a half hour from now. You know, Yale has devoted so much time and so much effort to rooting out the insanity, the nonsense, the bull crap. Uh, in school systems throughout central Virginia. And, uh, well, she's got a thing or two that she has uh, dug up on this uh, Hamas supporter over at Deep Run High School in Henrico. How on earth the Henrico County Public Schools think it is a good idea to have a vocal, vocal friend of Hamas indoctrinating school children, lecturing them and telling them, that they should be supporters of the terrorist group. It's crazy to me, but uh, Yale has uh, one or two observations and insights, and she'll be with us at uh, 333. We got our brand-new Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultras. They arrived today. Now, here's the weird thing. You want to hear something odd? We ordered cases, right? And, And my buddy Craig Peterson is going to be with us at 433. We'll talk a little bit about cases. But we ordered the case. I ordered a case. That's um, I like these leather cases now, and it's like 50 bucks, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to treat myself. I have one on the old one, and Heidi actually had to sign for that case. Verizon left, by all accounts, uh, $2,800 worth of phones sitting on the front step. <laughs> Not even a knock on the door, no ring of the doorbell. I mean, we, the only way we knew was that uh, our furry, battery-free door. Alarm went off. Uh, the little, uh, the little uh, Charlie Cam, uh, he was aware that uh, somebody was there, and so the doorbell went off. And again, it's uh... our doorbell filled with, uh, with fur, covered with fur, and battery free. Now, you know, a lot has been made about uh, this this bill that said, "Oh, well, you know, uh, Joe Biden's going to get this power to close the border. He do not have it now, gang. No, no, no. Well." My friend Eric Erickson, who's a brilliant guy, and also happens to be an attorney. Yeah, he's a was a practitioner of the dark arts. But Eric went in, actually found the appropriate law that has existed for, mm, well, it seems like forever. And I just thought I'd share it with you. It's not often that I get the chance to uh, quote legal matters, but, but here you go. 8, U.S. Code, Section 1182F. Whenever the President finds that the entry of any aliens or of any class of aliens into the United States would be detrimental to the interests of the United States, he may, by proclamation and for such period as he shall deem necessary, suspend the entry of all aliens or any class of aliens as immigrants or non immigrants, or impose on the entry of aliens any restrictions he may deem to be appropriate. Y- you get that, right? Because I-, I read it a couple of times. I wanted to make sure I had not, in fact, screwed it up or misinterpreted. It, but, man, a shavit. it. It's right there. So the same buffoon who opened up the border actually does have the power to shut down the border if, in fact, he wanted to. If, in fact, his handlers and enablers, his, his string-pulling puppet masters wanted him to. But they don't. And so the border remains, well, at this point, a fiction. That's what it is. It's a fiction. It's an idea. It's a theoretical border. We know where it's laid out. We know where it was. But in terms of actual application, in terms of practice, it's not there anymore. And I'm going to get some good information, some good news or some bad news, or maybe a dose of both, I don't know, at 5 03. As you probably are aware, I love the Special Olympics of Virginia. I really do. I think they do great work. Uh, Julia was in fact a, uh, part of a special Olympic soccer program for many, many years. And my dear friend, who I got to tell you, uh, Emily Morrissey from Emily's bracelets. Oh my God. You know, she's back from, uh, from a tour of the Caribbean. Everybody, da- everybody wants an Emily's bracelet. So she had to go tour, uh, parts of the Caribbean and share her bracelets with everybody. But my friend, Emily is actually a, uh, a special Olympian. Yeah, participates in Special Olympics. So, uh, Carl Leonard, the uh, sheriff of Chesterfield County, again, great friend, that for years and years and years, has raised money to benefit the Special Olympics. And every year, he comes up with some crazy idea. He's he's going to eat the hottest pepper in the world. He's going to he's going to eat one potato chip that's coated with I, I, I don't know some sort of insane substance like radioactive or nuclear-powered potato chip but every year he does it to raise money so this year what did Carl say he said look if I can get to ten thousand dollars I will get the special Olympics logo tattooed on me somewhere and I'll do it live on Facebook you will be able to see it as it's done well Carl got to ten thousand dollars and I thought I was helping you know, I was telling people about the uh, the effort And uh, then I said, uh, well, I would love to go and jump in the ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, in February, but hmm, don't take it the wrong way. I'm not crazy. But I did want to help. I wanted to help Carl Leonard and the super sickles from the Chesterfield County Sheriff's Office raise money for the Special Olympics. So I said to Carl, okay, if you can raise $15,000, I will join you. I will join you at Journeys and Tattoo Studio over in Powhatan. That's Mike Ivey, who's the owner, the operator, the lead tattoo artist. I said, I'll join you. I'll be right next to you. And if you can raise $15,000, I, too, will get the special Olympics logo tattooed somewhere on me. I don't know what he raised because the, the, the public figures that I'm seeing here Showing that he came up short, that he he raised just about thirteen thirteen and a half thousand dollars, but at five oh three, he's going to let us know did he did he come up short, in which case, no tattoo for me, or did he actually get across the fifteen thousand dollar line, in which case I got to pick some place to get that Special Olympics logo tattooed on me. As well. All right, we'll let you know at uh, five oh three. Lots of other great stuff, including including tickets to go and see this just wonderful. I mean, wonderful, Abba tribute group. It, it, they're like the best Abba tribute band you've ever seen. Heidi has now seen them twice, and they're playing on uh, August the tenth, right? Yeah, August the tenth down in chesterfield chesterfield after hours that's my buddy matt krieger does the whole uh chesterfield after hours concert series he's got the one down there at uh, river city sportsplex in chesterfield he's got the one up here uh my way in doswell meadow event park and it's just one of those things if you haven't signed up for season passes you really do want to go over there and uh, get yourself some season tickets but I do have a pair of tickets for the ABBA show, the ABBA tribute show down in Chesterfield. I'll tell you what, let's do it early today. We don't always get a chance to do these things early. Uh, so, um, would you like the pair of tickets? Yeah. Let me, let me, let me give them to you right now. Now, you know the number for the chronic care of Richmond text line, right? 833-804-1140. 833-804-1140. But did you know that that doubles as a phone line? So. If you would like these ABBA tickets, and and, and I'm looking at uh, the uh, the comments here on our Facebook Live Cats, uh, a an attendee, Kristen, says the ABBA show is phenomenal. Absolutely it is. So if you would like these tickets, I'm going to take caller number 11, right? It's a good lucky number, isn't it? 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140. Caller number 11, you will get yourself a pair of tickets to see this just mind blowing. Uh, great fun. Abba Show down there at uh, Chesterfield After Hours. Uh, once again, caller number 11 right now 833 804 1140. It is 313. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Mm-hmm. Has passed away, 62 years of age. God, that is just way too young. Uh, you get closer and closer to whatever the age is, right? You remember when you were a kid? Oh my God, he was—he was 25 years old. oh boy, that's ancient. When you get to be 50 something, you say, really? 62? Ugh. Well, I loved Toby Keith. I really did. I just—I I loved his songs. I loved his attitude. I just loved everything about the guy. I, I they how do I say it he he came from nothing and he accomplished great things he was incredibly successful absolutely yeah and to see some of the attacks today yeah there, yeah there are attacks on him he was attacked for being quote overtly patriotic now, when did that become a bad thing, to be patriotic? I, I just, I, I don't understand. I, I mean, I really don't. How can anyone in any country say, Oh, well, I, you know, I love the country. I just don't want people to know that I love the country. Really? Well, then there's something wrong with you. First of all, if you're just a decent person as someone has died, shut up. Honestly, give it a couple of hours, will you? Yeah. Sit down, shut up. No, you know what, you better shut, shut up first and then sit down. Or shut up and remain standing, but just shut up. I look at the the leftists, and I think, well, man, they're bad people, right? I look at these progressive lunatics. and Some of them are in public life, some of them have positions, some of them all of that. So there will come a point where somebody's going to pass away that has a different point of view or or did something like that th- something here that I didn't agree with. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to give that family, that circle of friends, the fans, the supporters, whatever, uh, the opportunity to to simply deal with the fact that somebody they cared about died. Toby Keith was a great great talent. And he was a regular working guy. I mean, when you go back and you take a look at him and you look at what he did for a living before he became successful as a singer, as a songwriter, as an artist, as a performer, and you think, wow, good for him. Good for him. There's some people who have been able to transition from real job to real performance success. Jay Leno's another guy. Jay Leno is a kid from Attleboro, Massachusetts, who was a car mechanic. And if the whole telling jokes thing had not worked out for Jay Leno, you might have gone in and had this Jay Leno character working on your car at Stan Andrewski's shop. Honest to goodness, you, you might very well have had that. Toby Keith was a guy who had real jobs, and I mean really Tough jobs. And for these pinheads now to describe Toby Keith as polarizing. Associated Press, again, polarizing and overtly patriotic. Wow. What did the Associated Press say? And by the way, I have zero respect left for the Associated Press. Their news operation, it is an absolute unbelievable embarrassment. Quote from the Associated Press, Keith often wore his politics on his sleeve, especially after the terrorist attacks on U.S. soil in 2001. And early on, he said he was a conservative Democrat, but later claimed he was an independent. He has played at events for Presidents George W. Bush, Barack Obama and Donald Trump. Wow. Wow sounds to me like he wanted to share his music with anybody and everybody who would listen. And it sure sounds to me like his politics were not an issue one way or the other, nor were the politics of the presidents an issue. Think about that. Associated Press also says his songs and his blunt opinions sometimes caused him controversy which he seemed to court. Listen, this is insulting to every one of his fans, and it sure as heck is insulting to the memory of Toby Keith and his family. How could you do that? Why would you do that? And you know something? Were this to happen in the other direction, if there were a left-wing performer... And somebody talked about their politics after they died. Oh, i tell you the other thing that came out of this uh, musical situation. You know, the Grammys were on the other night. And I told you, I told you, I didn't watch. And then I went back uh, today and watched this great performance from Tracy Chapman and some country guy who has covered fast Car." And the only reason I went back and, and did that was because Heidi said, you know, she was looking at some of her uh, left-wing music friends and what they were posting on Facebook. And they were saying things like, wow, really is a shame that it took a white guy playing that song for it to be a hit. Well, I, I was around when Fast Car was initially a hit. Tracy Chapman is beautiful and talented and amazing, and she was a superstar 36 years ago. She didn't need anybody else to help her. 326 Jeff Katz News Radio WRVA. 333 Jeff Katz News Radio WRVA. It is uh, Tuesday. Yes, yes, it is. You know what that means. Craig Peterson gonna be along at 433 and I will tell you that uh, I'm I'm gonna share with Craig we got our brand new Samsung Galaxy S24 ultras Uh, they're not set up yet but uh, we also ordered some cases and the whole bit and Craig is my guy for anything and everything as you know related to uh, tech so I'm, I'm hoping he has something nice to say although he does hate he hates the galaxy android world i don't know why he's an apple person oh and sheriff carl leonard's dropping by at 503 i've been trying to help carl raise money for the special olympics and he had this crazy idea that if he got to 10 grand he was getting the special olympics logo tattooed and i said ah go ahead you know you get to 15 i'll do it too and i don't think he got there so i think i'm safe but he's gonna you know he's gonna have to share the sad news with you that he just came up a little bit short as i look at uh the numbers here over at uh, Deep Run High School in Henrico County, we have a full-on Hamas booster in the classroom. There's, uh, I think it was 12-minute video that one of the students took, and and it's absolutely chilling. And so far as I can tell, uh, there, there's nothing being done. The principal over there said, well, you know, we all see things differently. Oh, oh
0: okay, my
2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
1: My bad. You know, what are you going to do? And, of course, the Henrico County Public Schools. I haven't heard anything from the superintendent or any of the school board members. Now, my friend, Yale Levine Sheldon, has been following issues like this for a... A long time, and I'm happy to say she's joining us today. She's got some insight, I'm sure. Yale, good afternoon.
4: Good afternoon, Jeff. Thank you for having me. Um, is- I'm actually. Thank you. Sorry.
1: No, no, I was going to say it's always good to have you here because you follow stories like this and uh, and other events in schools all the time.
4: Yeah, So actually, this particular story was brought to myself. And I'm a member of uh, RJA, Richmond Jewish Alliance. And it was actually brought to us by a community member um, and brought to myself and um, the founding members of RJA. And uh, we were the ones who actually took it to the press.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: So we actually broke the story. Yeah. yeah. And the reason we did it, bro- take, take it to the press, is because um, experience with Henrico County Public Schools is that they have the tendency to sweep things under the rug. So we mm-hmm. felt that we had no choice. Um, the parent of the student who took the audio recording, uh, of course, are afraid of retribution, so they did not want to speak on record. Mm-hmm. Um, so my friends um, at Defense of Freedom Institute helped me get um, the, uh, you know, the first story at the National Examiner, mm-hmm. um, Washington Examiner story, and then you know the the National Desk uh, published it, and you know it's getting published in other places. So, but we felt we had no choice but to take it to the press because we knew. Um, that the reaction from you know Deeper in High School and Eradon County Public Schools would be exactly what they actually rea- how they actually reacted,
1: which is to do nothing. So far as I can tell, right?
4: <clears throat> yeah, I mean the reaction was a message from Deepern High School principal was you know um, this was not the part of the curriculum. No kidding, you know, mm-hmm. and we're investigating. Um, okay, so you know in other instances where there were eight racist incidents in Eradon County Public Schools. The reaction was always very swift and harsh, as well as it should have been. Right. But when it comes to something like this, which you know was a 12-minute anti-American, anti-Israel, and anti-Semitic diatribe, they, they, you know, it, you can't compare the two reactions. Right. So I, we have to don't... ask why the difference.
1: You know, do me a favor for those who haven't seen it, and there are some who haven't seen it or heard. I've got it posted on all mm-hmm. my social media, and I know we've gotten all sorts of uh, uh, national coverage uh, because of your work. But but give everybody a good description of what uh, this teacher was saying.
4: Sure. I mean, I can, I'm happy to read a little bit of the tr- uh, transcription. Yeah. So basically, she said that Hamas are resistance fighters. Mm-hmm. She accused the United States of funding a genocide.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: She said that she can't go, continue coming to work like nothing happens, nothing is happening. Right. She essentially was holding her. I mean, she taught. This is a ninth grade class. It was supposed to be a class about ancient
0: Greece. Yes. She This was
4: not ancient Greece. She was essentially, you know, holding her 14- and 15-year-old students captive because they can't walk out of the class um, or, you know, dispute what she's saying. She said, you can dispute what I'm saying, but, you know, no kid, 14- or 15-year-old kid is going to do that because they're afraid of retribution. Um, She kept telling them that, you know, she even said, who knows, a month from now, there may not be any people living in Ga- left living in Gaza, or they may all be displaced. Mm-hmm. A lot of emotional manipulation. And not to mention, she violated um, Henrico County's, um, pol- well, at least one policy um, that I can even tell you the number of a policy. Um, policy P7-04011, which is the, their policy about controversial subjects. You know, the school division tried to say, well, she was just talking about current affer- affairs that's not how you do it according to the policy. And then there are other policies that she may have violated, but at least that one. Uh, but to tell children that, you know, you can become, you can do this and this and this, you can go in marches, you can send letters, and you can demand that the U.S. government stop um, funding genocide, and I can't keep coming to work, I keep crying, I, I can't focus, I can't concentrate, I can't do this anymore. That, that is emotional manipulation of children. Yes. So saying it's yes. not part of the curriculum, that doesn't do anyone any good.
1: That's right. That's right. And, you, you know, Yale, and I want to remind everybody, Yale Levine Sheldon is joining us. Uh, she and the uh, Republican Jewish Alliance here in, uh, in Richmond, uh, the Richmond Jewish Alliance.
4: Richmond Jewish know. Alliance. Yeah,
1: yeah, Richmond Jewish Alliance uh, got this. Uh,
4: it's actually a 501c3, so it's nonpartisan, just so yeah. you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and shared it with everybody, which is wonderful stuff. And, and, and yeah, let, let's be very clear. This teacher is then telling these students, and you're right, these are captive ninth graders. There's nobody who's going to walk out of that class. There's nobody who's going to stand up and say anything, and this is the teacher that's going to be giving them a final grade. I mean, they're, they, they are captive in that classroom uh she's telling them they should stand with hamas a known terrorist group they should support hamas they should become activists for hamas it's just absolutely despicable
4: it's it's also anti-american because she is accusing the u.s government of Mm -hmm. funding a genocide it's not a genocide and the u.s US government is not funding a genocide um it's propaganda and she's actually she was quoting numbers from the hamas ministry of health and mm-hmm. sorry the Gaza ministry of health that is the hamas ministry of health right. and let's not forget the hamas is a u.s designated terror organization it is not a legit, legitimate government mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah it's it, it's just a well i would say it's a tragic situation but it's more than that uh, look, yeah, you know, you, you've had the uh, the involvement in the schools uh, for some time now. What is your sense? Will Henrico do anything? Is there a superintendent in Henrico, uh, Dr. Cashwell, who will stand up and say, "Yeah, I'm going to handle this"?
4: Well, I mean, it, based on past experiences, I mean, she's handled in, uh, incidents of racism very well, swiftly and harshly. But this, I mean, this the the principal of Deeper in High School claimed on a phone call with a resident that he condemned this teacher, but that is not true. If you read his statement, there is no condemning of what she said. Now, they claim they're investigating it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that means. What are they to investigate?
1: I I will uh, assume, correct me if I'm wrong, but I will assume that the, uh, the recording has been made available to the Henrico County Public Schools, correct?
4: I mean, it's, uh, it's it's shared in the article of the Washington Examiner. I mean, it's available to everybody. I'm, I'm happy to make it available to them if they want to call me, but it's right there in the article. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And you mentioned the principal. The principal on X uh, had a statement which, uh, for, for me to encapsulate, it came to this point. Well, you know, we all see things differently. I mean, that was really the, uh, the gist of it.
4: Well, we don't get to see historical facts differently. We don't get okay. to see a U.S. designated terror organization differently. That's not how it works. Right,
1: right. Uh, the student involved is the student fearful that there's going to be retribution that somehow, some way, yeah, out who it was, yeah,
4: yeah. And of course, you know, for all those thinking, oh, it's just a Jewish student. No, it's actually not a Jewish student. Hmm. Okay. And the other danger is the teacher it runs the um, school's Muslim club, okay? Oh. So who knows? If this is what she says in class, who knows what she says to an after-hours uh, club of Muslim students? Who knows what other kind of um, hate she has been fomenting?
0: Yes, yes.
4: All right? That we don't have on audio recording. Mm-hmm. And where, so where, how where are students called? supposed to feel safe? Yeah, Where did this go? I don't know what their investigation is, but I think the Attorney General's office needs to investigate this.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, listen, uh, I know that you will remain active. I'd ask you to keep us uh, up to date on that. And, and point everybody, you say again, Washington Examiner, the uh, the best article to read on this?
4: Washington Examiner and then the National Desk.
1: Okay. All right, we'll make yeah, sure. And I'll
4: get, send you the links, so yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll make sure we get those out on social media.
4: Thank but, you yeah. for um, letting me give out the details of all of this. Thank you so much.
1: Well, uh, Yale, again, it's uh, it, it's a very, very important story, and we would not tolerate this if these sorts of comments or these sorts of attitudes or these sort of directions were uh, coming from a teacher and directed at a, a different segment of society. We just wouldn't allow
4: Absolutely it. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah, they
1: just wouldn't Yale. I appreciate you being here, my friend. Thank you so much. That is Yale Levine Sheldon, and uh, it is a twelve-minute uh, audio tape. I have shared it before. Uh, if you haven't heard it, uh, as soon as Yale gets me the uh, the best links, I will repost them and share them again. They are over at the Jeff Cat Show. Please follow that on Facebook, the Jeff Cat Show on Facebook, and Jeff Cat Show. Over on X, Jeff Cat Show on X, Jeff Cat Show on X, and the Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. Yes, we have the next date for Politics and Pints. It is the twentieth of March. It's at the historic Beacon Theater in Hopewell, and I swear to you, tickets will be going on sale any day. So stay close, but block out that date. Three forty-five, Jeff Cat's News Radio WRBA. <laughs> Fcat News Radio WRVA. Yes, we're playing all Toby Keith bumpers today. Toby Keith passing away at the age of uh, 62. Far, far too young. Uh, I had uh, followed his his journey with this stomach cancer for the last I don't know, last year and a half. I guess it was, and it was, man, it was just so powerful. I felt it was powerful. I, somebody else may have looked at it. I uh, I don't care. I saw a guy who was appreciative for everything that he had, somebody who quite literally came from nothing, had a God-given talent, and shared it with people, and was able to make a great life for himself and for his kids, but he, he obviously never, ever forgot where it was that he came from. To me, that's important. God, that's honor. That's dignity. That's just the right way to live your life some of us are 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 fortunate enough we're blessed to have more than others and I'm talking about myself right now I get up every single morning and I look out the the window in my bedroom and I see trees and flowers and grass and open space I'm thinking oh my god cuz I grew up in a row house in Philadelphia we only had windows front and back we didn't have windows on the sides because we were connected to other houses and the view out of my window was, a, was an alleyway with trash cans. I will never, ever allow myself to forget where I came from and what it is that I've, I, I am so fortunate to have, so blessed to have, and to whom much is given, much is expected. Toby Keith embodied that. Free concerts, touring to support the troops. And for anybody... Today, today, as the Associated Press did to cr- criticize him, because he was, quote, uh, he was his, his patriotism was overt, overt patriotism. I have news for you. That's not a bad thing. I don't know how many flags you have in your house. I've got one flying in the back, one flying in the back, uh, one flying in the front, rather, one in the back, one in the front. Uh, I've got one, two, three... Four, I guess three or four I got there's there's one <laughs> somewhere I'm not seeing it right now but but either three or four here in the studio in the plaque check I love this country Toby Keith loved this country but it was clear he loved his fans he loved his family man this was a good dude and I'm I'm just sorry that uh, that he was taken uh, at this time here's one Tony says Jeff when I was in Iraq Toby Keith was the only artist who saw fit to visit my base. I will never forget that. Yeah. Thank you, Tony. Uh, 804 chimes in on the uh, Chronic Air of Richmond text line. He says, uh, Jeff, you're so right. Toby Keith, what a great star in person. I saw him at Mandalay Bay in 2007. He was yet to be a big star. Uh, or, or yet to be a big star. Miranda Lambert opened for him. God, I love Miranda Lambert, too. Ah later that evening toby and his band showed up at his restaurant at harris and surprised and entertained the customers thanks mike well thank you for sharing that mike there are so many of those stories that's what you want to hear at least that's what i want to hear and uh, that's what we're going to do today just uh, for our bumper music selection today Uh, We'll be using uh, Toby Keith. Uh, And tomorrow, I want to make sure we we get some more Tracy Chapman. And I'm a huge Tracy Chapman fan. And and the folks were saying, well, you know, it's it's a shame that there had to be a white guy singing her song Fast Car. Luke Combs is who they're talking about. uh, Before she got any attention. It's like, where the heck were you? Because I am old enough that I was alive 36 years ago when Fast Car was a hit. And Tracy Chapman was a mega superstar. And uh, she is still, I think, uh, a, a beautiful, talented, amazing, inspirational woman. That is the one piece of the uh, Grammys I forced myself to go back and take a look at. John Reed's here tomorrow morning at 6. You don't want to miss him, almost Grammy Award winning. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRPA. four, yeah, three after four, 4.03, there we go, ah, yeah. what can I say, it's a little chilly today, so I'm uh, I'm a little off in terms of that, but we got great stuff we're going to be dealing with. Half an hour from now, my buddy uh, Craig Peterson is going to be here, I-, I am going to have to share with him that the brand new Samsung Galaxy S24 Ultra has arrived, yes, uh, no, it's not set up. God, I don't even know when it's going to be set up. Heine has to take all my photos and and other stuff off the uh, the current phone. She's busy taking her photos off, but it looks beautiful. Well, the box does anyway. I'll do a whole unboxing for you. And then at 5.03, an hour from now, Chesterfield County Sheriff Carl Leonard is going to be here. And uh, we'll find out just where he did wind up with the Special Olympics fundraising. All right. Uh, he, I know he he got the 10 grand, so he is definitely getting the Special Olympics logo tattooed. He's going to do it live, by the way, on Facebook. He'll be at uh, Journey's End Tattoo Studio out in Powhatan. Uh, when Mike Ivy heard about what the sheriff and I wanted to do, he said, I'm in. I'm in. I'm offering you my shop uh, to do it. I'll do the work. I've been doing this for, I forget what Mike said, like 30, 40 years. I've been doing it a long time. And uh, if. Carl Leonard was able to get to 15 grand. I said, okay, I'll, I'll do it with you. I'll get the Special Olympics logo tattooed. But the last numbers I saw, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little, I mean, it's not bad. I mean, it raised like thousand 13, $13, dollars but I think came up just a little bit uh, shy of the $15,000 mark. But we'll find out at uh, 5.03. Quick note here on the Chronic Care of Richmond text line. Jeff, I happen to be a giant fan of Tracy Chapman and Emily Morrissey. Oh, okay. Uh, tell me the uh, the other Tracy Chapman song you were talking about. Is it every bit as good as Fast Car? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I I, I have to tell you, Give Me One Reason is my favorite song uh, from Tracy Chapman. It's one of my favorite songs of all time, and as great as as Fast Car is, and, and the, the version that she did with his Luke Combs the other night at the Grammys was incredible, I still think uh, Give Me One Reason is even better. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Uh, and uh, this gentleman goes on to say, uh, Jeff, I just want you to know, uh, I gave Emily Morrissey about, <laughs> I gave her about ten orders today. I encourage everybody else to do the same. Yeah, that's nice. That's, that's great stuff. Uh, and uh, maybe you can do that to uh, honor Tracy Chapman. All right, I don't care what reason you have. I mean, get yourself a new bracelet. And the uh, person says, by the way, Emily has a new brand, brand new line of bracelets on her website, too. Oh, really? Huh? How did I not know about that? I'll have to look at that. 757 says, Jeff, you know, a lot of people say that you're known by who your friends are. But I think you are better known by who your enemies are it's a good point that's a very good point I I look at those who are advocating for bad things and make no mistake there are a lot of people advocating for bad things but there are a few of us I'd like to think are are standing tall staying strong and advocating for the right things and for the right reasons I mean, we're just talking about it with Toby Keith. You know where you came from? You appreciate people who have not been as fortunate as you are. You go out of your way just to be a decent human being. It doesn't mean that you're going to get the treatment you deserve. And obviously, as the Associated Press takes these, these cheap shots at Toby Keith today, I'm, I'm, I'm more disgusted with them uh, than I have been in a long time. I sit here as a three-time Associated Press winner for Best Radio Show and for Best Public Service Program. So I have three awards, and it wasn't... Well, it it was in New England. It was in Boston. There's a lot of really solid competition up there. And I... You know what? I don't even put them up on the walls anymore. I know they're in a box somewhere, and maybe... As uh, Heidi and I continue our fun sizing, I'll come across them. I'm putting up all sorts of goofy stuff on Facebook. If you're not with me on Facebook, man, you gotta you gotta sign up. You gotta follow the Jeff Katz Show over on Facebook. The Jeff Katz Show on Facebook. I have found some old headshots, old photos, eight by tens that uh, I had, honest to goodness, just completely and totally forgotten about. And I got people I've known for years. now going. That's not you. I was like, oh yeah, that's me. It's exactly that's exactly me. Do you wanna? Well, I know you don't want to, but I gotta I gotta share it with you. It, yeah, yeah, it's Joy Reid, but this is not the normal Joy Reid. Ordinarily, I would say to you, "Hey, I watch MSNBC so that you don't have to," which is where you would find Joy Reid. But guess what? As bat crap crazy as Joy Reid is. She was invited to the the yacking yenta get-together known as The View. Now, let that sort of percolate in your head for just a moment. The crazy people on The View welcoming an even crazier person from MSNBC, and when that happens, you get cut number one. Now, Joy, I want to ask you, because we, as as people that wear microphones every day,
4: we can relate to this. But last week, you had a hot mic moment that got some attention. Let's just say you use some colorful language. Who doesn't? Not me. Um, I'm a but, yeah, <laughs>
2: but it, it seems like you were criticizing President Biden for starting another war. I don't think you're alone in concerns of that. But is that true? Like, what was behind this?
4: <laughs> well, I'm going to hit that with a cute no comment. No, but I, what, what I'm going to say is I am a person that... I'm a study war no more kind of Christian. I'm a red letter Christian. I don't believe in war, whether it is the governor of Texas literally trying to start another civil war over an issue that his party could solve tomorrow. There's literally a bill that they just yeah. could pass, right? And, and do the border security issue. Or whether it's in the Middle East, I was deeply against the Iraq war. I was again, I'm, I'm an anti-war person. And so, you know, I don't wanna say that there's any sign that is specifically to blame here. But I think the idea, I think for most Americans, we're war weary. I think we're all weary of conflict. Yeah. And we would like to see us progress economically, socially, try to bring this country back from the brink of racial
1: hatred. Let's not do war at all.
2: Yeah. Let's not kill people.
1: Oh, okay. Well, you know what? That sounds great. And and, and let's all have steak and lobster for dinner. No, I mean, seriously, just say it. It'll come true, right? What a maroon. God. Oh. Absolute maroon. Listen. I don't know anybody who's in favor of, quote, war. And that's not what she... Was caught on Mike saying, "She had um, well, like the big obscenity, profanity thing." No, oh, I'm not going to repeat it, but you you know what I'm saying. And she throws out this border thing, and she does a couple of things there. I don't know if you noticed. Number one, she claims that Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, is trying to start a civil war, and she says it as fact. She presents it as if it is a fact. Number two, she says, we could solve this whole problem with this bill in D.C. I shared with you the fact, the actual fact, because I cited the federal law. The president already has all the power that he needs to close the damn border today. He doesn't have to apologize to anybody. He doesn't have to ask permission from anyone. He can do it now. He chooses not to. Remember, this is the same president, well, this is the same presidential meat puppet who decided he would simply open the border. It, it's like a light switch. It's, it's like a spigot in your sink. You can turn it on or you can turn it off. He chose to turn it on. He chose to open it up. And if he wanted to, and make no mistake, he doesn't want to, and make no mistake, his enablers, his handlers, those who are pulling his strings... They don't want him to either, because they see future voters. But he could secure it today. He chooses not to. It is four fourteen. Jeff Katz, News Radio WR. Four twenty one. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. All Toby Keith today in our uh, bumper rotation. Uh, I, I was a big Toby Keith fan. I remain a big Toby Keith fan. Uh, loved uh, the music, but loved the attitude, I think, even more. I, I do want you to know, I know uh, yesterday was beautiful, the other day was great. We actually have some nice weather coming up. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 65 degrees. All right. Friday, Saturday, perfect for the weekend. Does it get much better than that? I don't think so. Craig Peterson, my go-to guy on tech and staying safe on the web. He's going to be with us, as he is every Tuesday, at uh, 4.33. And then, 5.03, Chesterfield County Sheriff Carl Leonard is going to be here. And we will get the final total for his Special Olympics fundraising effort. See uh, where he wound up. I know he's getting the Special Olympics logo tattooed. Uh, I said I would do it at 15 gram, but from the looks of it, I think he came up just a little bit shy. But we'll get the details at 5:03. Uh, don't uh, don't you dare miss it. So Virginia Democrats, as you know, control the House and delegates barely, and the Virginia State Senate barely, but they passed uh, a quote assault firearm ban the other day. It would ban all semi-automatic centrifier rifles that use a detachable magazine and have threaded barrels wow and even if it doesn't have a threaded barrel the bill says that semi-automatic center fire rifles will also fall into the prohibited category if it has a grip or a sound suppressor or a muzzle brake or muzzle compensator or a folding telescoping or collapsible Rear stock. In other words, you got to give up your guns. That's what they want. Virginia Democrats are absolutely determined. They are hell-bent to disarm people in our beloved Commonwealth. And you have to ask why. What is it that they really want? Well, they just hate guns, Jeff. We, we all hate guns. I don't hate guns. I don't hate guns at all. Well, uh, guns are uh, dangerous, are they? Guns in the hand of a moron, that, that's a dangerous gun. A person who knows how to utilize a uh, firearm? Uh, no, it's, it's okay. Well, we, we just don't want children to get the guns, Jeff. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. But doesn't that come down to you being a responsible gun owner? It seems to me that's the way that would work. What are the other reasons that the Virginia Democrats want you to be disarmed? I'm going to tell you what it is. It's control. It's all about control. Every single part of this uh, progressivist, this uber-leftist agenda is about control and dependence. Why, Why do they want all of us to have the schools feed our children? Well, they care about our kids. Mm, um, Some of them do. There's no doubt about that. They don't want kids to go hungry. Yeah, and I'm with you on that. Children should never miss a meal. Okay, we're all on board in that. But why would you mandate that the schools in our beloved Commonwealth feed every child, every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Think about it because your child then becomes completely and totally dependent on the schools for food you are responsible for feeding your children I am responsible for feeding my children if you need help feeding your kids guess what you can reach out I'll be more than happy to help you make no mistake about that but I'm not going to turn over responsibility to the Virginia Democrats, because you know what else that does? It takes rights away from me. See, the ultimate goal for the leftists is to take away parental rights. They are working slowly but surely. In some cases, they are they are accomplishing more, unfortunately, towards this despicable goal. But make no mistake, that's where they're headed. I shared with you the legislation up in the state of Maine, right? state of Maine wants to make it a law, the, uh, the legislature up there, Moving to make it a law that if your child claims to be, quote, transgender and you say, yeah, I don't think so, then the state will have the power to come in and take your child from you. This is all about control and the craziness we see in other places, be it New York or California or Maine, is the same sort of craziness that Virginia Democrats want to visit on our beloved commonwealth. Thank God, Governor Yunkin is there to veto this garbage. It's another reason you got to do everything possible to make store sure that there's not a governor in the executive mansion next time. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Four thirty-three. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is a two afternoon oh it is indeed and a little chillier today than it was the good news and it is good news friday saturday sunday around uh, around 65 degrees and here at casa cats it's going to be a great day to unbox and set up our brand new samsung galaxy s24 ultra phones and as we do that i know my friend craig peterson will be He'll be weeping gently because, man, does does Craig hate him some Android. Craig, good afternoon. Yeah, hate's hey, a strong word, Jeff. Come on. Oh, wait, what, You're not a fan of the Android. <laughs>
3: there you go. 7. There you go. Okay. But we have some really good news, though, on, on both the Samsung and the iPhone front. Okay. Uh, one of them is that you're brand new galaxy is going to be doing something that uh, none of the other samsung phones have ever done and that is google and samsung have come to agreement and samsung's going to be giving security updates for seven years Yes. which is absolutely huge, right? And and that's to compete with Apple, frankly. And then there's one other thing, too, that, that Apple now, again, has leapfrogged the uh, Samsung and Google Android side of things with their new security settings, which rolled out just a couple of weeks ago. And what these things let you do, Jeff, is you, you have to turn it on. Mm-hmm. But if it's turned on, it keeps track of where... You usually are. Now it doesn't share this information with anyone. It's just used internally on the phone. So for instance, your home and your office. So people have been stealing the iPhones and what they've been doing is kind of either, uh, unlocking it with the person's face. So they grab the iPhone out of your hand, point it at your face. It's now unlocked. They take the phone, run away, and now they have access to your bank accounts. Now, you say, okay, well, my app, I've got a facial recognition on my app, right? They're not getting into my bank app. Well, yeah. that's not quite true because they have access to your email, which is used for recovery, isn't it, for your bank account? So what they've been doing is they've stolen now millions of dollars by just grabbing your phone, and they you can do this with an iPhone or, or a Samsung or anybody with facial recognition, and point it at your face, unlock the phone, they're now into your email, and they're now able to go and do a number of other things, including taking that phone and maybe reselling it, etc. So Apple has a new feature that some of the more dangerous things that a bad guy could do with your phone can only be done in an area you frequent without a one hour delay. So otherwise it's got a one hour delay. So there th- there's battles going on here with Samsung and the bad guys and iPhone and the bad guys. And, and I, I think this is a very good thing because people are finally
1: starting to demand those features. I'll tell you what, Craig, every time I chat with you, I think, you know, I was so much better off with a piece of slate and a and a chisel. Uh, yeah. you know, maybe smoke signals if somebody lived a far distance away. Uh, there's I love the convenience. I, I, I think I'm like most people in this, Craig. I love the convenience. I really do. And I. I understand that some of it is just a it's a gigantic time sucking void because you look at one <laughs> right one reel and then yep. six hours later your wife comes in and goes hey the trash still is sitting there is like oh yeah but look I, I got a cat that's wrapped in tinfoil talking to a dog who's driving a car I, I don't have time for you know respiration and all the rest of that but the convenience factor is amazing, and I, I know, and it's just between us, and please don't tell Heidi, I know I should be with Apple. I get it. I, everybody I know, you know, I'm an ex-cop. All my friends in law enforcement are like, dude, uh, Apple's the way to go, <laughs> much more secure, uh, you, you don't have to worry. And I, I totally understand it, and here where it's just us, I can admit that. But I like living mm-hmm. inside the house, and I—I I just I can't. I'm, I'm a weak, broken man, Craig. So you got to help me out with the with the Samsung unit that I got.
3: Yeah. Well, who would have thought that we'd end up paying twelve hundred dollars plus what a month, fifty bucks a month for a phone? You know, um, the convenience is, is absolutely
1: incredible. You're right. All right, now, I had asked you last week, remember, and it's featured very prominently in the newsletter. If people are not signed up, they go to craigpeterson.com. It's a free newsletter. It's weekly, great stuff, craigpeterson.com. I asked about cases because we had a weird experience. Mm -hmm. The cases arrived before the phones, and the one Mm -hmm. case Heidi actually had to sign for. It's $50 $50 they spent on a case, but she had to sign for Mm -hmm. that. Verizon left twenty eight or twenty seven hundred dollars worth of phones sitting on the front porch and hoping I guess <laughs> that the dogs would not knock them over is just crazy to me but what do we need to protect these uh, amazing devices really
3: honestly, well, they are and and they're expensive devices too aren't they yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah well both again both Apple and Samsung have done some amazing things for the phone being able to protect itself and what they can do now, both of these top-end models can survive underwater, in, in some cases under six feet of water for half an hour, fresh water. So, you know, the bathtub, uh, I, I had an iPod back in the day, mm. and it stopped working. I never had it in water, uh, and I took it in, and sure enough, the little water damage indicator inside had gone off. And they said, no, no, we're not going to fix it. You, well, you can pay for it to be fixed. So I put it that way. And I, I said, okay, well, let's do that. But the problem was I was taking it with me into the bathroom when I had a shower. So you had Uh all of that moisture in the air. So don't think that, hey, yeah, I'm not going to take my phone with me when I'm diving or in in the bathtub, but I'm going to have it there in the bathroom because these phones have been destroyed with just all of that hot, humid air in in the room, frankly. And uh, people have asked me, too, about, well, if I'm there with the phone and I drop it in, is it like dropping a toaster into the bathtub? Am I going to get shocked to death? Uh, and the answer to that is, well, no, not not if you don't have it plugged in, certainly. Right. But even then, it's a, a low-voltage charge. Uh, we could get into all the physics and everything else about it. But, uh, no, it, 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 it's okay now to have your phone with you in the tub. Okay. Try and keep it dry. But then the next thing is, well, how about dropping it? Yeah. Right? How many times have you dropped it? 60% of all phone repairs are cracked screens. So what they've done in both cases, again, iPhone and our friends at Samsung is they've changed the shapes of the phones so that they can be dropped. Usually it's two feet, maybe three feet. uh, So in other words, kind of off of the table on almost any angle and the phone won't break. So they've done a lot of work on that. The, The screens now are made of a crystalline structure that's very, very strong. However, I have a case on mine. I didn't splurge 50 bucks like you and Heidi did, but I have a case on mine and I have a screen protector on mine just because it's that much easier to try and keep things clean. But you know what, when when you're talking about Gen Z uh, and uh, you know, you move the millennials, even they don't bother with a case and us parents, grandparents, we should not be freaking out because the phones are designed to, to sit in your pocket now without any covers.
1: But but Craig, let's be honest, just between us, these kids these days, their pants are sprayed on with paint and that phone, <laughs> good Lord, that's a tight fit. And you're telling me it's okay? <laughs> Yeah, well, don't put
3: it in your back pocket. I've seen this before, oh, yeah. where it, it's in your back pocket, and then it bends. In fact, there were some complaints about various models of phones that bent pretty badly. But, uh, you know, in in your front pocket or in your purse kicking around, uh, it, it's a lot safer than it used to be. Supposedly, your keys won't scratch the phone anymore. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, you and I, we, we've had phones since cell phones. I have, anyway, since they first came out yes uh you know the Motorola bricks and all of those things uh so i just don't trust that so much so i still use the covers and the cases but it's become a lot
1: less necessary okay interesting uh i'm curious you mentioned the gen z's and the millennials who who don't bother with cases they don't bother with the screen protectors what about the size of the phones I, I, and the reason i ask this is that. Uh, we upgraded the boys, and they both, I, I thought they had lost their minds, they both wanted smaller phones. Here, yeah. here, Heidi and I are saying, oh, look at that. It's its like the size of the kitchen table. That'll be great. We'll put a chain on it. We'll walk around with
3: it. <laughs> yeah, that's another trend. It's a big trend. There, there's a whole thing about the smaller the phone, the cooler you are. Huh. Some of these uh, musicians that I've seen have phones that are like the size of your thumb, and that's somehow a status symbol. Well, when your eyes are good, the small phones are great. (laughs) But Ah. as you get older, uh, not so much, right? But it's almost impossible to find a, a small phone now. You know, your Samsung Galaxy is a big phone. The iPhones are, are pretty big phones. Every year, the smallest phone that they make gets bigger, right? Yes, and, yes. It, and I think that is because of the, the demographics and getting aging. But there, there's a study that just came out of Japan just last week talking about how nearsighted their population has become. And that's probably a part of this whole thing where we're just sitting in front of our computers. We're sitting there with our phone inches away from our face, Mm -hmm. scrolling through stuff and destroying our eyes all at the same time. So there's more and more of a demand for a bigger screen so that you can keep that addiction going and still be (laughs) able to read it all.
1: I guess the only other option, Craig, is that uh, as you buy those phones, they come with a pair of reading glasses, you know, just to keep you uh, yeah. circulated <laughs>
3: properly. Yeah, exactly. Elon oh, you know, Musk shit. has got an answer for this, too, with his brain implant. That's uh, right. You know, he, he eventually, we won't even need these, uh, what is it, $3,500 <laughs> Apple goggles that apparently are pretty amazing. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Life goes on. But, yeah, expect them to be bigger, expect them to be heavier, way better battery life, and go ahead and get a case and a cover for it.
1: Okay. i got to ask you this as an out question. It's going to sound silly, but since you mentioned having uh, phone, cell phones from the very beginning, I remember that, and it was a big deal. You got a spare battery. You had a charger. It was a whole production. And now, of course, you, you cannot personally access the battery.
3: No, no, and the European Union's gone after the manufacturers for that big time. Uh, oh. Apple and, and others are they're sealing it all together. Now, remember I said you can put this thing in up to six feet of water for half an hour? Yeah, yeah. If the back was openable, is that a word? It and is now? And <laughs> you had a battery in there, Jeff. It's be it's very hard to seal this whole thing, that whole unit. So Apple's defense and Samsung's is, hey, European Union, we either seal this whole thing tight and have it be waterproof, have it be safe for the users, and have to have it sent in to have that battery replaced, unless you're really advent- adventurous, uh, or. Yeah, the the phones are going to break more readily. They're going to have water problems, and you you just can't even bring it into the bathroom with you anymore. So it, it's always scale, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's as uh, Roseanne, Roseanne, Rosanna said. It's always something. Uh Craig. Peterson. That's right. If it's not one thing, it's your mother. <laughs> I love having <laughs> you here, my friend. Give everybody one more time that website and how they get signed up for your newsletter, please.
3: All right, if you can get this week's, uh, if you sign up today, just go to craigpeterson.com, craigpeterson.com. It is the homepage It makes it really easy.
1: It is great stuff. Craig, thank you again for being here. We'll talk again next week at this very time. That is Craig Peterson. Please sign up for his newsletter. It is absolutely free, craigpeterson.com, craigpeterson.com. Another thing you need to do, make sure you are right here uh, for John Reed show tomorrow. Uh, John starts every morning. Well, I guess actually, technically, Gary Hess starts every morning at 6. Great, great news coverage. Amazing reporter. And then John is off to the races. Wonderful analysis. And uh, you don't want to miss him. Simple as that. Tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Jeff Katz, News Radio, W. It's a little team. Jeff Katz, News Radio W R V A. It is a Tuesday afternoon. Tomorrow afternoon, my friend Todd Starnes is going to be with us, and we're going to talk with Todd about, about a lot of stuff. But the left wing media attacking Toby Keith today—the man's just passed away, just passed away—and they, they, they just can't help themselves. These leftists—it's it's, it's, just—it's oh, disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Uh, a couple of minutes from now chesterfield county sheriff carl leonard is going to be with us you know carl's been busy for seems like a couple of months raising money for the special olympics he and uh, the chesterfield county sheriff's office put a team together it's called the super sickles every single year for the polar plunge out in virginia beach they raise a lot of money and carl always does something crazy uh, eating the the world's most uh potent hot pepper and a potato chip filled with radioactive waste and I mean it's just all sorts of crazy stuff and this year he's getting himself a tattoo the special olympics logo because he raised ten thousand dollars and I said hey good for you I'll see if you you know you get to 15 I'll do it too I, I'm just telling you um, I, I I I'm looking at the numbers as we speak he's he's shy of 15 so I think I'm I'm safe um, and and he'll be here. He'll just give us the final number. What I'm seeing right now is like thirteen five or something, which is very very impressive. And uh, I do uh, appreciate all the stuff that he has done on behalf of Special Olympics. Now, I've got a couple of notes here. I want to read very quickly. Seven five seven says Jeff. I was listening to that Joy Reed say she's always against war. Uh, does that mean during World War II she also would have been against going to battle with Adolf Hitler? Yeah, of course she would have been. Useful Lydia is what she is. If you have not jumped in, by the way, on the Chronic Care of Richmond text line, go right ahead. Chronic Care of Richmond text line 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140. I mentioned this uh, desire, this plan by the Virginia Democrats to have your children depend entirely on schools for food. And it's not because they want children to eat. It's that they want children to be dependent. If they can raise an entire generation of folks who are completely and totally dependent. Well, I mean, honestly, if you're dependent on the Virginia Democrats to have food each day, are you ever going to vote against them? Would you ever say, no, 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 I I want my rights back. I want my responsibilities back. So, do you want your kids eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner in the school cafeteria? And think of the stuff they're serving. Tony is a, is a school teacher. He says, Jeff, just so you know, school cafeterias used to actually cook meals. Michelle Obama ruined school lunches. That's not me talking. That's people I know who are retired cafeteria workers. In my years teaching, I've watched the quality change. It's all prepackaged and frozen, and it's all in the name of, quote, healthy. End quote. Absolutely correct, Tony. I can remember as a kid, school cafeterias had big giant kitchens, big giant kitchens, and meals were actually cooked. They were prepared and cooked in those kitchens at the school cafeteria. Now, it's a big tractor trailer truck comes in. Everything is offloaded. It's all prepackaged. Good, bad, or indifferent, I can't tell you. I haven't had a uh, school lunch in, in years. And, in fact, even when I was going to school, getting a school lunch was considered a treat. My mom made us sandwiches every single day. And when we were able to buy lunch or buy a dessert or or buy chocolate milk, man, or orange aid, that was a big deal. Now, mm-mm so much of the stuff just goes right in the trash and that's a shame. Hey, we're going to get the final count and amount from Sheriff Carl Leonard just how much did he raise for Special Olympics and where is he getting that la- that logo tattooed? We'll talk about it at 503 News Radio WRBA. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. It is a Tuesday afternoon. I want to remind you that tomorrow, uh, my friend Todd Starns is going to be along. Always love catching up with uh, uh, with Todd, and uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about these, man, just thoroughly inappropriate attacks on Toby Keith. His his main crime, according to the Associated Press, he he was overtly patriotic. I don't know exactly when that got to be a bad thing, but, well, I happen to love this country, and I'm very proud of this country, and uh, anything I can do to uh, help serve this country, and, well, anyway, enough about that, Uh, we'll chat about that with Todd Starnes tomorrow afternoon you don't want to miss that well my friend uh, carl leonard as you know the sheriff of chesterfield county here's somebody want to talk about service to the nation amazing service to his county and standing up every single year with the members of the chesterfield county sheriff's office they put together this team the super sickles uh, they take part in the polar plunge the big polar plunge out in virginia beach they raise a lot of money for special olympics and I wanted to get some of the the final numbers, just really find out how it went and uh, uh, how much money was raised. So I'm happy to say that Sheriff Carl Leonard from Chesterfield County is joining us. Carl, good afternoon, my friend.
6: Good afternoon, Jeff. Thank you for having me back.
1: Oh gosh, I'm I'm always happy to uh, to chat with you. Are, are you you're not still out in Virginia Beach, are you?
6: no i'm i'm I think I've thawed off by now uh I'm back at work, and uh I will tell you that we had a very mild day. I think the temperature outside was about forty five degrees, uh which is one of the warmer air temperature days, but the water temperature was forty six degrees
1: Oh oh i you know i I don't even like hearing that, but you guys went in didn't you?
6: We went in, and uh, it was one of the biggest uh, turnouts we've had. There was 3,250 plungers on Saturday uh, there to take the plunge in support of Special Olympics.
1: Wow. Now, I I love to hear those big numbers, and everybody did well. And and I, I want you to remind everybody, you say the plungers. You can't just put your toe in, can you?
6: Oh no no no! This is uh, you're you're going to go swim out to the rescue divers who line up. You have to high five them, and they're standing anywhere from 20 feet or further out. Uh, you're going to get struck by the waves. You're going to be underwater. Uh, you are getting totally submerged. Uh, that's the honor you have for participating as a plunger.
1: Wow. Well, uh, do you do you get a certificate or a hat or something? You you got to have something you take away, don't you?
6: Uh, just an immense pride in, in helping uh, such a great cause as a Special Olympic and there are twenty-three thousand athletes. Uh, that's the big takeaway from this.
1: That is that that is really what makes this so beautiful. That that all of all of these people stand up and uh, and are counted. I've said it before, and I want, I want you to hear it again. I, I am grateful to you and the members of the, the Super Sickles and everybody who participates in this uh, because I know how, how effective the Special Olympics are and the great work that's done. Now, you and the Super Sickles, of course, every year set personal fundraising goals, and I want to get to those in a second. But I know that the big goal, Special Olympics of Virginia, wanted to raise, what was it, a, a million and a half dollars this year?
6: It was one point five million. Was our goal? Yes, sir.
1: All right, and and how close did you guys get?
6: Uh, we we didn't quite get to one point five million. We got to one point six two million.
1: Oh my gosh! Really? Oh, wow.
6: we exceeded our goal by over a million dollars. Oh my
1: gosh! That's incredible. I'm sorry,
6: over over a hundred thousand dollars.
1: Yeah. Well, next year it'll be over a million. I mean, you can keep that mindset, yes. my friend. Wow. $1.62 million. And as you say, it's going to go to help each and every one of those Special Olympians. And the personal goals, the Super Sickles, what did they want to raise and, and, and how did they do?
6: The Super Sickles wanted to raise $18,000. They've also eclipsed that by uh, reaching almost the 19000
1: mark. Wow. And then, well, for you you I, I want to remind everybody every year you come up with some I don't crazy is such a nasty term, but some crazy idea. Uh, you you ate one of those peppers that is measured at like a thousand on a scale of 200. You had the the chip from outer space last year and then and then this year, all about the ink, right?
6: All about the ink. Uh, I pledged this year if I was to raise $10,000 that I would get the Special Olympic uh, logo tattooed on me. Uh, I did raise that. I am going to be committed to getting that tattoo in the next couple weeks, and we will do that live on video uh, and and have that out there.
1: I love it. And it's uh, uh, Mike Ivey from uh, Journey's End Tattoo Studio out in uh, Powhatan said he would be happy to do it now. I wanted to go to the, uh, you know, the, the, the plunge, but I, I got to take care of Heidi. I wasn't able to do that. And so I offered, if you were able to raise $15,000, I would join you in getting the Special Olympics logo. Now, the last I checked, Carl, you had raised like $13,000. Uh, and so that, that that's kind of it, right?
6: Well, I raised a little bit over thirteen thousand. I did not reach my goal of fifteen thousand, but the good thing is, Jeff, you either have some really good friends or some really big enemies, because I ran into a lady who came up to me and asked me if I raised enough money for Jeff Katz to get his tattoo, and I said no, unfortunately, uh, I fell short of my goal of fifteen thousand, and she told me that I want him to get tattooed. I'm going to cover the difference. <laughs> Wow. So I don't know if she likes you or doesn't like you, but you're getting inked with me, Jeff.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, the, the, now here's the best news of all. That means that you raised more than $15,000 for Special Olympics of Virginia. That is so cool, Carl. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And
6: uh, Absolutely.
1: It, 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 oh, man. Well, it, it, you, you got to be super proud. I, and, and I... Again, I'm just filled with gratitude, and in a little bit, I guess I'm going to be filled with some ink. Uh, what, what 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 color did you choose for the logo tattoo?
6: I don't know. I'm still I'm still a bit shocked about coming out of the water. That's 46 degrees. Um, but you know, you talk about you know, the pride of reaching your goal. Uh, if anybody ever gets a chance to attend the state games at the University of Richmond, yep. just to go there and watch the athletes participate and the smiles on their face, and it's pure joy they get out of competing. Um, and and that's enough right there to say everything we do to support Special Olympics is worth it. And even these challenges of, of eating the one-chip challenge or getting a tattoo is worth it. When you see the looks on those athletes' face when they compete, the smiles on their faces and makes it all worthwhile.
1: It sure does. That event at the University of Richmond. You know, I, I should remind people, Carl. You can go. You can go there to be a volunteer cheerer, right? They've got cheering sticks, and and you're so right. This is pure joy on the part of the Special Olympians. Uh, you've just never ever had an experience like it. I, I, I hope that when the, uh, the games are back at the University of Richmond, we're able to maybe we get our own section or something. You know, We'll, we'll just uh, turn out in force.
6: Well, the, the, you can actually be more than a volunteer to cheer. You can actually volunteer to help with the games themselves. As you can imagine, there's a lot of venues, a lot of games. It takes a lot of work to make these things uh, go off without a flaw that they do. So if anybody wants to volunteer to actually help uh the virginia special olympics would always welcome that and uh if we can, you know, get you to sign up, just reach out to anybody at Special Olympics. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to have everybody help with this.
1: Oh wow! You know, I didn't realize that uh, that they were looking for volunteers. Okay, well, we got we got time to plan because this is a uh, couple of months away, but we will definitely do that. All right. So now, all kidding aside, you and I, <laughs> you and I, better do some research on uh, uh, color and placement. Have you thought about where? I know you're recovering from the water, but. Where are we getting these tattoos, Carl?
6: We are going to get these done in an appropriate location that can be filmed for everybody to see.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hi. I, I probably shouldn't be laughing that much, but okay. I yes, uh, we will put our uh, our heads together. We will coordinate this. It's going to be a road trip out to Powhatan, uh, Journey's End Tattoo Studio. Mike Ivy's the artist, and we will do it live on Facebook to uh, to say to everybody, "Yep, you raised the money, and now we're going to do it." I I appreciate you uh, allowing me to be part of this. I really do, man. I, I'm just uh, I'm blown away, and I I, I thank you again, brother.
6: Well, it's it's our pleasure. You know, we have a common dear friend in Emily, also have a good friend in Julia, and we know why we do this. Uh, These are great people that just benefit from the Special Olympics and just happy to be part of it.
1: Well, God bless you, my friend. That is Carl Leonard. Carl is the sheriff of Chesterfield County. Carl is just. He, he's a great guy, and we are going to get him. You heard it. It's official. Carl raised more than $15,000. So he and I both are going to get the Special Olympics logo tattooed somewhere on our person. Uh, Carl has gotten permission from the Special Olympics, and now we got to figure out where we're going to get it and a day and a time because we're going to do it live on Facebook. So you get to experience it as well. A distance, but uh, we'll each get them done. Mike Ivey from Journey's End Tattoo <laughs> Studio in Powhatansa. Guys, I am in. And so as soon as we get those details hammered out, guess what? You'll be able to watch us get those tattoos. It is 514 Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. WRVA. <laughs> oh, Toby came today for the Bumpers. Great guy. Great guy. By all accounts, with the exception of the Associated Press, and God knows what they're thinking or smoking. Uh, great, great guy. Wonderful talent. And he passed away, 62 years of age. Uh, he had been dealing with this uh, stomach cancer for, I want to say, about 18 months. I could be wrong one way or the other, less or more. Uh, but I can remember seeing a couple of stories here or there. And he was uh, just so again down to earth grounded he was a he was was a man of faith and uh, wanted to spend as much time as possible with family with friends doing what he loved and uh, I would say a life well lived Uh, I I look at 62 and I think man that's far too young tomorrow I want us to uh, work a couple of our uh, Tracy Chapman bumpers into rotation, because Tracy Chapman and Luke Combs had this uh, big thing on the Grams- Grammys. Frankly, it's the only thing I voluntarily watched from the Grammys, and I, I watched it because, you know, Heine's a-, a rock chick. That's her thing, music. She's, she's lived and worked in the, the world of music uh, her entire adult life, uh, taking bands, you know, managing bands out on the road, and then, then merchandising, and all that other good stuff. So she has a lot of friends who are music people, and a lot of them are leftists, and they said, oh, what a terrible thing that Tracy Chapman is only now being acknowledged because there's some white guy singing her song. They're talking about Fast Car. Uh, I am of an age, I remember when Fast Car came out. It's 36 years ago. I love the song. I have loved Tracy Chapman since I first heard Tracy Chapman. And the big thing today was talking about uh, her being gay. Okay, I didn't know. I don't care. Just a a beautiful woman, as far as I'm concerned, and an amazing talent. Now, I personally, personally liked um, Give Me One Reason more than Fast Car. I know Fast Car was the big hit, but Give Me One Reason, man. I could listen to it, and you know what? I have listened to it over and over and over again. Um, I've got it on, I think, two or three playlists on Spotify. I mean, I, I just love it. So that, that's why I want us to uh, take a moment tomorrow. We'll have time. We'll have time to uh, share some of the uh, the Tracy Chapman stuff. But it's just ridiculous. The, the leftists are uh, devoid of any sense of decency and honor. And, and they can't, I guess they can't help themselves. That's the only thing that I can think of. Why else would you try and make the Tracy Chapman Luke Combs duet about race or 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 sexuality. How about just saying, "Wow, it was a great song then. It's a great song now. And, and and saluting the artists, right? Isn't I thought that's what the Grammys really, honestly, were supposed to be about. Maybe I was wrong. Oh, Eric Adams, we got just enough time for this. The mayor of New York City, is he crazy? Yes, Cut number four. Stand up. They need to see you. Deputy Mayor Williams
6: Ison, Deputy Mayor Mira Josie, Deputy Mayor Amazar, Deputy Mayor Maria Torres Springer. Have you ever seen this much chocolate leading the city of New York? And then go down the line. Look, look who's here. This is representative of the city. That's why people are hating on me. You trying to figure out? Why they hating on me? They hating on me because those are, How many of you go to church? Ma'am, this is a Matthew 21 and 12 moment. Jesus walked in the temple. He saw them doing wrong in the temple. He did what? Get over. I went to city hall to turn the table over. First woman police commissioner of color. First Spanish speaking police commissioner. First Spanish speaking uh, uh, correction comm- comm- commissioner. Go through the line of what we're doing.
1: Yeah, Yeah, go through the line of what you're doing. And uh, people aren't hating on you because somehow you are Jesus. They're hating on you because you are grossly incompetent. And your comparison to Jesus is unbelievably insulting. And, of course, it's wrong. Tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., my buddy John Reed will be here. We're going to revisit the conversation I had with Yale Labine Sheldon in just a moment, all about the Hamas-supporting teacher at Deep Run High School. That's next, News Radio WRBA. Faith, but he's going you know, to have to share the sad news with you that he just came up a little bit short as I look at uh, the numbers here. Over at uh, Deep Run High School in Henrico County, we have a full-on Hamas booster in the classroom. There's, uh, I think it was 12-minute video that one of the students took, and, and it's absolutely chilling. And so far as I can tell, uh, there, there's nothing being done. The principal over there said, well, you know, we all see things differently. Oh, oh okay, my, my bad. You know, what are you going to do? And, uh, of course, the Henrico County Public Schools, I haven't heard anything from the superintendent uh, or any of the, the school board members. Now, my friend, Yale Levine Sheldon, has been following issues like this for a, a long time. And I'm happy to say she's joining us today. She's got some insight, I'm sure. Yale, good afternoon.
4: Good afternoon, Jeff. Thank you for having me. Um, is. I'm actually. Thank you.
1: No, no, I was going to say it's always good to have you here because you follow stories like this and uh, and other events in schools all the time.
4: Yes. Yeah, so actually, this particular story was brought to myself. And I'm a member of uh, RJA, Richmond Jewish Alliance, mm-hmm. and it was actually brought to us by a community member. Um, and brought to myself and um, the founding members of RJA. And we were the ones who actually took it to the press.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: So we actually broke the story. Yeah.
1: yeah.
4: And the reason we did it, bro- take, take it to the press, is because um, experience with Henrico County Public Schools is that they have the tendency to sweep things under the rug. So we mm-hmm. felt that we had no choice. Um, the parent of the student who took the audio recording, uh, of course, are afraid of retribution, so they did not want to speak on record. Mm-hmm. Um, so my friends um, at Defense of Freedom Institute helped me get, um, the, uh, you know, the first story at the National Examiner, mm-hmm. um, Washington Examiner story, and then, you know, the, the National Desk uh, published it, and, you know, it's getting published in other places. So, but we felt we had no choice but to take it to the press because we knew, um, that the reaction from you know Deeper in High School and Erwin County Public Schools would be exactly what they actually rea- how they actually reacted,
1: which is to do nothing. So far as I can tell, right?
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean the reaction was the message from Deepern High School principal was you know um, this was not the part of the curriculum. No kidding, you know. Mm-hmm. And we're investigating. Um, okay, so you know in other instances where there were eight racist incidents in Erwin County Public Schools the reaction was always very swift and harsh, as well as it should have been. Right. But when it comes to something like this, which, you know, was a 12-minute anti-American, anti-Israel, and anti-Semitic diatribe, you know, you can't compare the two reactions. Right. So we have to ask, why the difference?
1: You know, do me a favor for those who haven't seen it, and there are some who haven't seen it or heard. I've got it posted on all mm-hmm. my social media, and I know we've gotten all sorts of uh, uh, national coverage uh, because of your work. But, but give everybody a good description of what uh, this teacher was saying.
4: Sure. I mean, I can, I'm happy to read a little bit of the tr- uh, transcription. Yeah. So basically she said that Hamas are resistance fighters. Mm-hmm. She accused the United States of funding a genocide. Mm-hmm. She said that she can't go, continue coming to work like nothing happens, nothing's happening. Right. She essentially was holding her. I mean, she taught. This is a ninth grade class. It was supposed to be a class about ancient Greece.
0: Yes. She
4: this was not ancient Greece. Right, she right. was essentially, you know, holding her fourteen and fifteen-year-old students captive because they can't walk out of the class um, or, you know, dispute what she's saying. She said, "You can dispute what I'm saying," but you know, no kid, fourteen or fifteen-year-old kid, is going to do that That's because they're afraid of retribution. Yeah. Um, she kept telling them that, you know, she even said, "Who knows? A month from now." There may not be any people living in Ga- left living in Gaza, or they may all be displaced. Mm-hmm. A lot of emotional manipulation, and not to mention, she violated and um, County's um, pol- well, at least one policy um, that I can even tell you the number of the policy um, policy P seven 4011 which is their p- the policy about controversial subjects. You know, the school division tried to say, well, she was just talking about current affer- affairs. That's not how you do it according to the policy. And then there are other policies that she may have violated, but at least that one. Uh, but to tell children that, you know, you can become, you can do this and this and this, you can go in marches, you can send letters, and you can demand that the U.S. government stop um, funding genocide, and I can't keep coming to work, I keep crying, I, I can't focus, I can't concentrate, I can't do this anymore, that, that is emotional manipulation of children. So saying it's not part of the curriculum, that doesn't do anyone any good.
1: That's right. That's right. And... You, you know, Yale, and I want to remind everybody, Yael Levine Sheldon is joining us. Uh, she and the uh, Republican Jewish Alliance here in uh, in Richmond, uh, the Richmond Jewish Alliance. Richmond uh, Jewish uh, Alliance. Yeah, yeah, Richmond Jewish Alliance uh, got this uh, Especially
4: a 501c3 that's nonpartisan, just
1: so you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and, and shared it with everybody, which is wonderful stuff. And, and, and Yael, let, let's be very clear. This teacher is then telling these students, and you're right, these are captive ninth graders. There's nobody who's going to walk out of that. Class, there's nobody's going to stand up and say anything, and this is the teacher that's going to be giving them a final grade. I mean, they're they they are captive in that classroom. Uh, she's telling them they should stand with Hamas, a known terrorist group. They should support Hamas. They should become activists for Hamas. It's just absolutely despicable. It's
4: anti- it's also anti-American because she's accusing that the U.S. government of mm-hmm. funding a genocide. It's not a genocide, and the U.S. US government is not funding a genocide. Right. Um, it's propaganda. It, she's actually, she was quoting numbers from the Hamas Ministry of Health, and mm-hmm. uh, the Gaza Ministry of Health. That is the Hamas Ministry of Health. Right. And let's not forget that Hamas is a U.S.-designated terror organization. It is not a legit, legitimate government.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. It's it, it's just a well. I would say it's a tragic situation, but it's more than that. Uh, look. Yeah. You know, you, you've had the uh, the involvement in the schools uh, for some time now. What is your sense? Will Henrico do anything? Is there a superintendent in Henrico, uh, Dr. Cashwell, who will stand up and say, "Yeah, I'm going to handle this"?
4: Well, I mean, it, based on past experiences, I mean, she's handled in, uh, incidents of racism very well, swiftly and harshly. But this, I mean, this, the, the principal of Deeper in High School claimed on a phone call with a resident that he condemned this teacher. But that is not true. If you read his statement, there is no condemning of what she said. Now, they claim they're investigating it. Um, I don't know what that means. What are there to investigate?
1: I, I will uh, assume, correct me if I'm wrong, but I will assume that the uh, the recording has been made available to the Henrico County Public Schools, correct? I mean,
4: it's uh, it's it's shared in the article of the Washington Examiner. I mean, it's, it's available to everybody. I'm, I'm happy to make it available to them if they want to call me, but it's right there in the article.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you mentioned the principle. The principle on X uh, had a statement which, uh, for, for me to encapsulate, it came to this point. Well, you know, we all see things differently. I mean, that was really the, uh, the gist of it.
4: Well, we don't get to see historical facts differently. We don't get to see a U.S.-designated terror organization differently. That's not how it works.
1: Right, right. Uh, the student involved is the student fearful that there's going to be retribution that somehow, some way, yeah, out who it was, yeah,
4: yeah. Of course, you know, for all those thinking, oh, it's just a Jewish student. No, it's actually not a Jewish student. Hmm. Okay, and the other danger is the teacher runs the um, school's Muslim club. Okay, oh. so who knows if this is what she says in class? Who knows what she says to an after hours uh, club of Muslim students? Who knows what other kind of um, hate she has been fomenting?
6: Yes. Yes.
4: All right? That we don't have on audio recording. Mm hmm. And so, how are Jewish students supposed to feel safe? Where does this go? I don't know what their investigation is, but I think the Attorney General's office needs to investigate this.
1: Mm hmm. All right. All right. Well, listen. Uh, I know that you will remain active i 'd ask you to keep us uh, up to date on that and and point everybody you say again washington examiner the uh, the best article to read on this
4: Washington Examiner and then the National desk
1: okay. All right, we'll make yeah, sure. And I'll, I'll
4: send you the links, so yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll make sure we get those out on social media.
4: Thank but, you yeah. for um, letting me give out the details of all of this. Thank you so much.
1: Well, uh, Yale, again, it's uh, it, it's a very, very important story, and we would not tolerate this if these sorts of comments or these sorts of attitudes or these sort of directions were uh, coming from a teacher and directed at a, a different segment of society. We just wouldn't allow Absolutely it. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah, they just wouldn't Yale. I appreciate you being here, my friend. Thank you so much. That is Yale Levine Sheldon, and uh, it is a twelve-minute uh, audio tape. I have shared it before. Uh, if you haven't heard it, uh, as soon as Yale gets me the uh, the best links, I will repost them and share them again. They are over at the Jeff Cat Show. Please follow that on Facebook, the Jeff Cat Show on Facebook, Jeff Cat News Radio WRVA. Hey, Sean Hannity here. It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. Text AM to 52886
2: today. American girls and American guys We'll always stand up and salute We'll always recognize When we see your glory flying There's a lot of
3: men dead so we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our heads. My daddy served in the army we lost I can, his right I eye, but he blew
1: listen, a he flag so, out gosh. in our yard. Toby Keith, you know, oh, that was one of the songs he was criticized for. Yeah, you know, it was uh, overtly patriotic. Hell yeah, it was. Well, he talked about putting a boot in someone's ass, Jeff. that's... Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. They sure he sure did. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know when we got to be so weak. Uh, when when we decided that uh, you were not supposed to uh, be proud of being an American. I'll give you a couple of examples, though. There's a uh, there's a state rep. They call them state representatives out in Colorado. They're like a delegate. And uh, she, I guess some days, say, pretends to be a he So uh, she describes herself, quote, as non-binary. Okay, I describe myself as 6'2 and a trim fit 180 pounds. None of this is true, but, you know, you can call yourself what you want. Uh, But take a listen, because her attacks on the real family structure in America are are telling. Cut number five.
5: Now, in American society, we organize our social supports uh, by family, by so-called traditional nuclear family even. And this is actually a social construct, it's not as if the natural order of things for all of humanity has been, you know, one mommy and one daddy and just their biological children living in a detached house and only providing for those children. I had a disagreement with a gentleman recently about education policy based around this issue. Right Where he, he said that he really believes that um, competition between schools, like, bus- like their businesses, is the best way to go. And I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll roll with that for a minute. If they're businesses, who's the customer here? And he said, well, it's the parents. I said, yeah, but the kids are the ones getting the education, right? The parents already have one. Usually when we're talking about a business and its customers, the customer is the person receiving the goods and services. So this isn't adding up. And this is why I say that we have public schools for a reason, so that they'll function as a public good and not just as a private commodity. Children actually need more than just their parents. They need a whole village. If all of your support and opportunity only comes from family, then it's only going to be concentrated in families, and then that's who's going to have all of the power. Let's elect more poor people and level the playing field. Vote Hill.
1: Hmm. So it'll come as no great shock to you to learn that uh, she is not married and she has no children, right? I know, I know, boy, you could have knocked me over with a feather when I learned that. But what is she really pointing towards? She is pointing towards a government system to raise your children. Uh, She flat out lies, by the way, when she talks about the, uh, the American system. Well, this is unusual. No, actually it's not. The nuclear family has been at the core of every familial relationship since the beginning of time. Now, the bigger part of the familial relationship, of course, is a community. And there's always community involvement in terms of help, because guess what? God has made us to be good people. That's not the government. That is who we are. It is what we are. But what she is advocating for is government control of your children. The idea that schools should not function as businesses. I'm okay with that. But she's leaving out one little portion there. Oh, you know, we're providing the services to the children, so obviously they're the customers. Well, in business, it is the person who pays for services who is the customer. Now, there could be a slightly different end user, understood, but it is the person who participates in the transaction of exchanging something of value for some product good, or service that is the customer. I would offer that since the parents are paying taxes, the parents are the customers. You and I are the customers. And we want the best for our children. I can tell you, sure, as I'm sitting here, what is best for your children is not having uh, that representative involved in any way in your life raising your children. I'll tell you that right now. But she's just part of the crew because there is an entire school of thought inside the progressivist movement that says it is the government that ought to raise your children. They ought to feed your children. They ought to clothe your children. and Virginia Democrats right now are all on board with that. Tomorrow morning, please make sure you are listening to my friend John Reed. His program starts at six a.m. Of course, you got Gary Hess doing news. Great stuff. It's going to be chilly tonight, but otherwise, you know, cuddle up, have a fantastic evening, and God willing, you and I get the chance to do this all over again tomorrow, starting at three. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRB. Adios, and via con